everybody, and welcome back to the Chaluminati Podcast, episode 140. As always, I am one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined by... Oh, crap. What? That's what you got We're crap? That's all you get. That's all, oh, that's all I got. Joined I really by, forgot oh, well, to look it up again. I get to be the again. O, and Alex can be the crap. I'll take it, <laughs> because see, let me tell you, I'm happy to be on the second episode of 2022. Finally. It sucks. It feels right? good. Second month, <laughs> second episode. You know what I'm saying? That's what I always say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a very long, perhaps the longest single episode we've ever done. Uh, thanks to you, Alex. No, but no, it's that good was to mini, mini. That was a mini. mini. That's right. Sorry. The, the short, that was the longest mini episode we've yeah. ever done. Is that all right? That worked? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, welcome. Welcome to the Illuminati podcast. Uh, usually in between big giant episodes, even if Alex tells you that we're not, you know, it wasn't a big episode, it was a mini episode. We like to do a bit of a palate cleanser. So today, after a while... Uh, we're doing some reader stories for all of you. It's months of reader stories that have been posted since our last episode. Uh, and there's a bunch of good stuff in there that I'm excited to go through. So, gentlemen, are you excited to read through this? Oh, wait, Alex. Yeah. The best reader story of all Dude, is on l- your let monitor me, let right me get now. Real for a minute. First of all, obviously, what Mathis is talking about is patreon.com slash Pod, the finest, the finest website. That's it. That's all I got. That's the that's the new tagline. <laughs> the finest website. Uh, it it keeps us alive. You put money into it that comes to us, which we like, because then we get to keep doing this as a job. And the show stays on the air forever. And that's great. Uh, but this month uh, in the mini sode that you get as one of the different rewards that you get on our Patreon tiers, uh, which of which there are many. I'm just focusing on one right now. The mini sode. I have an I have a listener story which was sent only to me, a secret listener story update to a previous episode that was not a listener's story how about that i have for no a idea what you just said how about that for a teaser you remember I that episode? what are you, like what are you talking about you remember the episode <clears throat> dark corners yes the dark we did we've done many dark corners of the internet episodes this one was from all the way back in august of 2020 no that i, I have definitely update. forgot it's i have an update <laughs> for that episode of Chaluminati that is itself a listener story, which will be read for you on today's mini-sode if you join us now on patreon.com slash Illuminati pod. That's, what a, that's what called a, a hot deal for you. That's called a hot trap. What a nice little bow. The you only trap around there back was to the, the words I had to navigate to get to what you finally meant. That's <laughs> my, that's the whole, that's the Alex kiss. That's the special, you caught me in that's a the web special of, salt. of verbiage and I was like, I can't get out. That's my Help Bojangles me. seasoning Help me. that I bring to the show. Help oh, yes, he's at the Patreon that suddenly opened on your computer. What? How'd you get there? How'd that How happen? did you get there? Wow, are you subscribing to patreon.com slash Pod right now? <laughs> Funding yourself? What? Wow. Does this apply Incredible. to you at home? If so, write us at patreon.com slash Pod. Does this apply <laughs> to you at home? <laughs> uh, Send it to right. Zoom. With that then. Are this you too motivated to drop everything and head to the finest website? TM? <laughs> Patent pending? <laughs> the finest website. All right. We've got a bunch of stories today, including actually opening up with a similar themed story as Alex just described. It's not a paranormal one. It's simply a story that relates to an episode that we did a long, long time ago. So we're going to open up with that. We got some ghost stories. We even got a dream in there somewhere along the line for Jesse to interpret if we get to it. Love first, that. This title simply called Close to Home by Reddit user Spooky D. 
I have never posted on the name Spooky D, by the way. Oh, it is. It's it's Spooky D E E. Oh, yeah. Never yeah. mind, but it's all right. Spooky D, I assume. No. You were talking about that ghost dick? Yeah, I was thinking about ghost oh, dick. Yeah. But like, it's all right, whatever. Anna yeah, Nicole yeah. Smith's <laughs> finest website. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, an example of what a small world we've got, or how perhaps how famous we are, boys. Oh, wow. Tell me yeah, more. Yeah. Can't Here wait to go. hear this. I have never posted on Reddit before, but this is where I knew I had to go when I found this out. Five years ago, my husband, one-year-old, and my pregnant self, Moved into our apartment building in Gravesend, Brooklyn. Does that wait, sound wait, wait. familiar? Okay, real quick. Before, well, let's just circle back real quick. Sure, sure. Her husband is not one years old. She has a one year old, and she's pregnant. And a husband, and, husband and she's pregnant. Yeah, five yeah. years yeah. old. Her husband, husband got her pregnant. Her husband Whoa. was not. Her husband was not five years old or one year old five years ago. Don't worry. No, no, about she it. moved five years ago with her husband, one year old, and her pregnant self. They moved into an apartment building in Gravesend, Brooklyn. I have been a longtime fan of Jesse since Co-Optional Podcast. So when I heard he was on another podcast, Chaluminati, shout out to Cox and Crendor. I was (laughs) was all about listening to it. I would listen at night after I put my kids to bed while playing video games. I listened to the Tommy Karate episode with wide eyes and a shocked expression. You guys were talking about my neighborhood where I grew up, Gravesend slash Bensonhurst. The school you mentioned, I can see from my window. I didn't know the story of Tommy Karate. That was a generation or so before me. Yeah. My gen had their own versions of Tommy Karate's, which is not surprising since the ice gravesend was a, and and I imagine still is a big hotbed of just like uh, organized crime activity. That's kind of like what, what existed out there. If you remember that trilogy way back in the day, it's a jungle Um, out there. (laughs) Anyway, over the next few years, we got to know some of our neighbors inside and outside of the building. Everyone is super nice, strange, but harmless. A few months ago, my husband and myself ran into one of my neighbors. She was telling us about some drama that happened with the neighbor across the street. We'll just call him Tony. Tony had an altercation with his landlord. Back owed rent, murder, drug dealing, etc. I don't know why murder is tossed in there. I don't know if that means this man has murdered a lot or something in this, but in the parentheses, just like, yeah, he had an altercation with his landlord, back owed rent, murder, drug dealing. Five-year-old husband. (laughs) Yeah. Tony is no stranger to us. He's a nice guy, always says hello to me and my family. We exchange pleasantries. He's 5'7", muscular, and in his 50s. His vibe is very tough guy, Joey Bag of Donuts from the neighborhood. He knows people, but that's a lot of people in Bensonhurst or Gravesend. As she's telling us the story, she leans in and says, you know who his cousin is, right? And mumbles a name. I don't hear it, but my husband just looks at me and and says, my wife does. I didn't want her to repeat herself because we were standing pretty close to the police and the people were writing uh, the police report from the altercation. We said our goodbyes and walked to our car. As soon as the door closed, my husband turns and she and said his name, his cousin's name is Tommy Karate. Get the fuck out of here. When I tell you I froze in my seat and my mind started going, I started laughing and said, wow, what a small world. The next day I ran into her again and she filled me in and that Tommy and his family used to live in our building. His sister, oh my and aunt and some, his sister and aunt and some <laughs> other family members still live in the building. And Tony, the cousin, lives across the street. His parents moved to Florida and everyone still thinks he's going to come home one day. So there you have it. My family and I found ourselves at ground zero of a Chiluminati episode. That's amazing. That is, <laughs> that is spooky as hell. Isn't that really weird? That's, That's like wild. if there was a reboot of the Tommy Karate movie series, this would be the plot of it. Straight up. Right, right. This is, yeah, this is the where Godzilla we begin. Godzilla versus Kong of 
Chiluminati podcast. By the way, we're in that movie. Did I already talk about that? We are. Anyway, I don't know if you did. I just thought that was an awesome story. When I saw that posted on the Reddit, I I just was like, I have to just mention that that's nuts because that's 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 such a small world that they and they and it's crazy to me that the family still thinks it's going to come home one day. And for our safety, I hope he never does. Hmm. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, And that's it. That's the first story. Felt like it's an easy one. That was great. Good start. start. (laughs) Let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Creepy old man by Discord user G Sun NBA. Alex or Jesse, you may take this one as you will. Alex, it's yours. I chose. Uh, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> okay. I've had the story for the while, a while. If the boys in the podcast want to read this, go right ahead. The story takes place in a small town in Florida and has and actually has a pretty neat movie tie in with it. So you see why I can't read this one. I probably wouldn't understand <laughs> the movie. You know what? That's fair. Uh, The movie Jeepers Creepers was filmed in our town and the long straight road that's depicted in the film was the main road I used to take to go to baseball practice as an adult. Oh, go to baseball practice and as an adult work. It's a pretty nice. It's a pretty nice. It's a pretty nice nice 60 mile per hour road that barely ever has bad traffic aside from school zones. Growing up after the movie was released, it was always told to be haunted by the shitty stories older siblings tell to their younger ones. And while I'm highly skeptical of ghost stories and the like, this one was always off putting. I drove down it almost daily in the pitch black for upwards of 10 minutes each way. Although you'd see the occasional deer, it was completely abandoned. After you passed the high school, the road was a des- was the road was a deserted for about three miles. <laughs> was a deserted. It was scary, especially to a ten year old. Well, like the idiots we were, we came up with all sorts of outlandish stories about the road. And while the church from the movie isn't actually on the road, there is an abandoned warehouse slash barn hidden in a crevasse in the trees. Back as a kid, it was a rusty, rundown shack. It's still up, so you can imagine how messed up it looks by now. How old is Jeepers Creepers? 2003? Something like that? That's a pretty old one. Jeepers Creepers. 2001. Oh my god. Wow. 03 was the sequel. So over 20 years old, we're talking. Uh, Wow. Uh, It was scary, especially to a 10-year-old. Yada, yada, yada. We were in our defense, 10 years old with creative brains. We told shitty jokes. What am I saying? Back as a kid, it was a restaurant on check. We told stories of it being a slaughterhouse. Haunted by the people that fell in the machinery. We told shitty jokes about kids that had gone missing being murdered by a chainsaw-wielding maniac. We were, in our defense, 10 years old with creative brains. Someone actually had an experience with ghost children on the road at one point, and here's an article about it. However, uh, there is always a story that struck out to me. Uh, nothing crazy, but just a simple story of a homeless man who hunts and uses the shed as his home, scaring away anyone who tried to trespass. Not only was this the least insane, it also made a bit of sense. The area is frequented by the hunting types, and it actually has a good amount of land that was protected. It's now an RV park. Go figure. Well, like the dumbass, and I assume there is an article. Yeah, I can, I'm going to link the article. I'll link the article okay, to the cool, subreddit. Cool. It's just an article about that particular ghost story that he mentioned. Okay, yeah. Well, like the dumbasses we were, we decided this would be a great place to go for an adventure. So at 10 years old, me and two of my friends who lived in a nearby neighborhood rode our bikes two miles to the road, fully equipped with flashlights and a dull machete that we stole from my dad's tool shed. In a Stranger Things-esque move, we even had walkie-talkies and code words for things. We were going to explore and hopefully not find anything. Well, we hoped we would, but not finding anything would have been the safer option, right? After parking our bikes, we walked to the fence near it and climbed through. 
immediately poison ivy, which we would realize later. We walked up to the barn, which had that overgrown vibe look to it, mixed with the rust of a 70-year-old weathered building. The barn literally had no door, just an opening. We walked in. Flashlights on the walls revealed rusty places where tools used to be. Scarp, oh, scrap metal and rusty garbage everywhere. You know, fucking terrifying shit. Okay, I'm with you. Although it looked relatively abandoned, there was some sense that something had been there. Something had been there. This building, although large from the outside, didn't have many rooms, just one big opening, and then you'd enter. We wandered around, wandered around, looked around for a bit, and basically felt disappointed. No ghost kids, no murder, and definitely no story. After like 20 minutes, we were about to abandon ship. We had literally just did the old man hands on knees with a grunt to stand. Uh, what is that? Like, uh, I think it's like, uh, like out of breath. Like, like, well, punched time over. to go. Well, we saw another <laughs> fucking flashlight from outside. Uh-oh. Basically shit myself at that point. We ran. When you see people trip in movies while running, you're always like, ah, a fucking course they fell. You clearly have never ran for your fucking life before. I tripped like three times. While I'm sure it was actual over, over actual debris, it felt like I was tripping over my feet and couldn't run like I was in a dream. We ran as fast as we could to our bikes when another flashlight came from the direction where we were running towards. So now there's another flashlight outside the barn, which they ran, ran from. They're yep. riding their bikes. Another flashlight comes from the direction they're running towards. To our 10-year-old brains, were, our 10-year-old brains were spinning. We're about to die. I was sure of it. As if we were frozen, we finally snapped when we heard a hay from behind us. A man's yell, which is still burned into my brain, came from the direction of the first flashlight. Basically, expecting death at this point, I started to cry. I was always a crier as a kid, but I felt this one was pretty ducking justifiable. This is like when they have a voice read it and they replace the cuss words with something yes. else. Yes, uh, pretty ducking justifiable. Yeah. But when the police officers, both wielding flashlights, finally were able to make themselves apparent, our nerves were instantly calmed. The two had gotten a call from a neighbor who saw us on our bikes at 12 a.m., riding around like dickheads, and called in to see what we were up to so late. They brought us back to our bikes, escorted us from behind until we got home and had a hey, watch your goddamn kids talk with my friend's mom. She was not happy, but I couldn't have been more relieved. I was almost dead or so I thought. We still laugh about it as adults, although one of my friends is currently serving jail time for trespassing. Okay, that's ironically funny, you've got to admit. I thought it was all <laughs> over until about a year later when they actually arrested a guy who was living in the barn and using it as a shelter after his family kicked him out for being a pedophile. Yikes. I haven't been able to find anything online about this, so it could be a rumor, but my dad has told me multiple times about it. Like I said earlier, I don't quite believe the small town gossip, but it still gives me the creeps to this day. Did I almost walk in on a fucking pedo home base? Kind of makes me wish the ghost rumors were actually true. Hope you guys enjoyed reading. The guys have brought a huge positive boost to my life, and I love listening every week. Boston Bean Boy forever. Holy shit. Didn't realize it was that long. I have pictures of the barn, too. I actually linked you guys pictures in the Zoom chat if, with a picture of the barn if you want to look at the barn that they're talking about. And Sweet. See, okay. Like, how run down Yo, that, that is. Yo, that is where you go to die. Yes. That, I can that see why is a screenshot wow. from Red Dead Redemption 2 right there. That is That is an <laughs> empty old barn tile set like right there yeah it's super spooky i can see as a kid if you you know were wandering around you saw a flashlight you thought okay this is it i'm dead here this is exactly where 10 year olds go and die Woo. well with that story jesse this next one is all yours oh boy all right let's do this thing sorry i changed the font size because it was very it was very <laughs> well, small he does that the title of the story is simply a man in the hat who haunts women in my family. All right. There's a longer story, but I hope you can help me find an explanation for this. So I'm a female high school English teacher. Yo, 
<laughs> and I like to Jesse believe. has just been connecting with all these guys so yeah. so much. So far, yeah. I get all y'all. Yo. <laughs> I like to believe in the unbelievable. While this is true, I'm also a skeptic and try to find an explanation for anything and everything. After listening to the podcast for a while, I decided this could be an interesting story to share, and hopefully I can find an answer. In my early 20s, I was putting myself through college. College is a pain in the ass, as we all know, so there were times when I would be lacking in sleep until the weekends. I would sometimes be driving home 1 to 3 a.m., lived on a farm with my family at the time, so I was always driving back roads when I went home. Well, there's your problem. It's the back roads. Yeah. After about two weeks of lacking sleep, I started seeing this figure in the darkest area wherever I was. Oh, no. It was a tall man wearing an old fashioned fedora type hat. Batman. Wherever the figure was standing, I was it was always so dark that you couldn't see anything. The only way you could see him was if you moved. I don't know how to explain it, but. When you moved, the shadow stayed the same, but you could see the outline of the man. Picture you're staring straight at a corner in a dark room. It's the darkest area of the room. You take a couple steps to the left or right. You could see the outline. At first, I ignored it. It freaked me out, but I pretended it didn't really exist. I'm trying to like f- figure this out exactly what I'm what this looked like. Well, it imagine, sounds imagine like. He's like, like in the peripheral almost you're like st- well at least according to the description you're staring forward right looking at like the dark corner of a room and right. there's clearly someone there and you can kind of make out someone but if you step to the right or step to the left the shadow uh, like you can now make out an outline there's actually like a person there based on like other refractory light like a I would cardboard imagine. like a cardboard cutout maybe or like or like predator you know what yeah, I'm except the predator isn't it isn't shimmery it literally it isn't like she saw all of him she just now can see a more defined like a shoulder or like the left side of his body that kind of thing okay all i right. think that's what's happening all right i think so too i got it in my mind now i see it mm-hmm. it's forming at first i ignored it freaked me out but i pretended it didn't really exist then it started to become more common and more profound Instead of having to shift to see it, you could see an outline of this man along uh, as long as it was dark. When I started seeing it in my bedroom, I started to panic. Time out. Time out. We went from driving down the road to in my bedroom. <laughs> Yee. Yeah, that's no, never good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no. My first thoughts were that of schizophrenia or total and utter exhaustion. One night I was so freaked out by the figure. I went to my mom. I was sobbing and telling her about this man. I didn't mention much about his appearance other than that he was a tall man. My mom calmly replied with, did he have a hat? No, nope, I would have. No, nope. dude, this is. Yeah. Is it is it is it moving? Do we do we think it's moving? It seems like it stands still like it's just stationary watching them, I don't which want is that I have. I continue. This is fascinating to me. I nodded and my mom grabbed my hands and told me a story that made me uh, that made this fear even worse. She said. I used to see him too. No. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. No. She then tells me a story about when she was in her early twenties and saw this man. She describes him exactly to how I see him. She tells me how he stands in the darkest corner of the room and would just stare. She ends with a story about her and her boyfriend at the time laying in bed. My mother woke up to see her boyfriend staring terrified at something that was above her. 
The man was floating above her, and when she stared at it for a couple of seconds, it shot off and was gone. No. My mom and I talked for a little while more about the man and how he hasn't harmed us, but was only watched over us. She then tells me that her mom used to see something too, but she was diagnosed with Huntington's disease, so everyone just ignored it. But that's not what Huntington's disease is about. I don't even actually know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what Huntington's disease is. We have no explanation for this man, but for both of us, after we hit the age of about 23, the man stopped showing up. We haven't seen him since. Both of us were overworked at that age, so we both wrote it off as being so exhausted that we had visual hallucinations. At this time, my younger sister just turned 21. She started to overwork herself with college. Neither my mom or I have asked her if she's seen the man because we don't want to freak her out. But as of lately, she's been keeping on a nightlight in her room. I don't know if it's related to this, uh, but this is my story. If you can explain any aspect of this story, please do. I really want an answer to it all. I mean, this is this is a difficult one because it has all the tropes of like classic horror movie. You know, like honestly, the way you're describing it, it seemed if you were to tell me this without the mom bit, I would have been like, oh, yeah, no, you're just stressed. You've overworked yourself like coming home that late and doing it over and over and over again in college. Like I get it. But the mom thing and yeah. adds a level to it that I love. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's uh, that's real scary. Don't yeah, like that neat. at all. So I don't have an explanation, but I have two tangents. One, there is that phenomenon. I don't know if the, both of you are familiar with the paranormal phenomenon of the Hat Man himself. Do you are you aware of this? No, not the terrible movie that's based off of where the that's yeah. based off of this this encounter. If you yeah, don't yeah, know the what Hat it is, Man is he's like a folklore character. Yeah, I'll give a, a quick a quick read on what like a wiki explanation as to what this thing is. Hatman is a phenomenon in which witnesses report seeing a shadowy entity dressed in an old top hat on some occasions and on others with a fedora type hat, typical detective hat or a cape. Hatman likes uh, acts like a ghost and is almost always seen there just standing. This form can simply fade away until the witness sees it no more and has no apparent reaction to people. For example, many people have reported having run into this entity, which does nothing absolutely for seconds or minutes. Um, this type of entity is sometimes listed as a ghost or uh, other phenomenon. Other people have attributed it to uh, what do you call it? sleep paralysis. Um, so it's a known phenomenon. And my my other tangent is like, funnily enough, my mom used to see something very similar. Uh, she would tell me stories and all the stories. She would wake up in the middle of the night, which makes me think it might be a form of sleep paralysis. But she would see this tall, hard to see, just black figure that was wearing a hat hunched and like leaning over her. And she would have to turn, you know, and like go under the covers and like scooch up to my dad and wake him up to, to, to like see it, but he could never see anything. Uh, and then it would be gone for a few minutes. So I do wonder if you are right in your story that it has to do with probably the level of stress and holy, you know, you're starting to see things, especially if you're not sleeping as much and not eating as well and all this other stuff. But it's also something that's apparently pretty common out there. It's a, or we call it a common hallucination if we want to call it something akin to stress related or or sleep paralysis related. So, I mean, it's, it's still interesting that what you see specifically is not unique. That a lot of people seem to see a hat man for one reason or another. Yeah, I don't know what that is, man. That freaks me out. I think about the things that I've seen in my life and like I could see them being that similar thing. You know, whatever that is, whether it be some sort of thing in our brains or whatever it is, yeah. or some real spiritual <clears throat> killer Bob style entity. I wonder <laughs> if it also has to do with 
your like I don't know how to describe this. I have I will see stuff like, late at night. Like everyone, I'll see shit. Like I'll I'll oh, yeah. see stuff, but I'm the idiot who like that has to be a tree, and I'll just walk up to it to confirm that it's a tree. I'll be <laughs> like, I'm not- dies in Halloween. Oh yeah, You're, no, I'm getting yeah. stabbed immediately. But <laughs> so far, it's never been a monster. It's always been like a weird branch, or like it looked like you know I will be freaked out in the initial like, oh what the, and then I'll like give it a second look and realize like, oh that's. Just that looks the way it does because, but in the Mathis world, the monster could have vanished before I had that second look. The Mathis world. I, how dare you, sir? In the Mathis verse. How dare you? <laughs> how? I just want them to exist really badly. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe sure. you're the linchpin of this whole reality, Mathis. Maybe you are the only person who lives in both the reality with paranormal and without the paranormal. I could be the only real person. Yeah. yeah. Prove to me you're conscious like me. You can't Mathis do it. Berenstain is what his last name is. They, they never <laughs> said, they, they Listen, never that said affected it. me. All right. The Stein stain thing can uh, definitely affected me when that kind of hit. I was Have like, you watched uh, how no, to with John Wilson no. at all. No, I recommend anybody watch the how to with John Wilson on memory. Very interesting. I bet. Yeah, I bet. Cause I totally don't remember it being spelled like that. Huh. All right, I'm going to knock out the next two because they're both short. And this one is just going to be one Jesse needs to interpret. It's a oh. dream. Oh, okay. It's simply called a scary, sweet dream. A scary, <clears throat> sweet dream. Love That's that. what it said. Great. I had this dream about a year ago and wrote it down when it happened to share with a friend. I'll be copying that directly here. This is totally fine to share in the podcast. Bing, bing, bing. Dream was a part of a bigger dream that I can't remember, only that it was dramatic In a world made out of like cotton candy clouds and other sweet things. Landscape was very surreal, similar to a platformer. I love that comparison. We've got a gamer in the chat. We've got a gamer in chat, everybody. At the beginning, some chubby black dude shows up and tells me not to eat anything. He disappears as quickly as he showed up. I spend a good time just traversing the place. I find these flowers that turn into donuts and almost eat one. But remember what the dude told me and then leave it there. As I continue to move on things, as I continue to move on, things get less sweet looking and more dark, like something is upset with me that I wasn't eating the sweets around the place. Eventually, I end up in a really high place. Things what? eventually I end up in a really high place. Things look bad. Lightning, etc. Sounds like me, dude. <laughs> the dude from before shows up, says something bad is coming. And the only way for me to survive is if I wake up and that he'll get me out of here. I grab the dude's shoulders and he rockets into the air, pulling me with him. We fly above the now darkened, almost rotting looking cotton candy clouds into this array of fleshy tendrils, which I think were supposed to represent my brain. A couple seconds pass and I actually wake up. Then I think I see a spider, but it's just my tired eyes messing with me and I fall back asleep. I don't remember anything after that. Then an hour or two later, I woke up and wrote this down. Hmm. What do you think, Jesse? That's okay. insanity. Well, the basic dream is y- you are in a world of pure imagination. You're in the cotton candy, you know, Willy Wonka world. And I, but underneath it all is like, nah, it's actually rotting garbage. And I wonder if perhaps. The dude who shows up because the idea of um, like cotton candy clouds and like a world of of candy and, and happiness is that it is the concept of 
feeling good without having to think about anything. You know what I mean? Like a world of candy and clouds would be great, but like also a total mess and uh, you know, it would, it doesn't exist, right? You, you aren't thinking about too much, but you like, it's like utopia, baby. Yeah. Except the guy who shows up warns you not to eat it because you know, as you're going around all the plants that looks like a donut or whatever, that dude is potentially your subconscious and signaling, Hey, all those things in your life that you don't want to like, you know, that you want to be a part of, you want to feel good and you want to like do all these things. I'm telling you, be careful. You, me, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And rotting, rotting stuff just in general in dreams it, it is like usually associated with like being emotionally drained, something like that. Where like you are like anything that's rotting, it is supposed to be like you on a, as a, like on a spiritual sense being like slowly eaten away. So oh, it's potential that you are like warning yourself to, you know, not get caught up in all this stuff about feeling good because you are, it will like drain your ass. And then, I mean, I don't know what fleshy tendrils means, but I know tentacles is about uh, unknown dangers. So it's potentially that you're foregoing things, you know, and the comfort of like feeling good for something that's unknown to you, but could potentially be better. Maybe that's a way to read it. No clue. That one, yeah, I'm, I mean, that's a hard one. Do we trust the guy who's saving you? I don't know. So far, he, at least in the dream, he says, don't eat the food, and then the food, the food is rotten. So yeah. potentially he's on your side. So if and he's then, good, yeah, the yeah. food is bad. And then he, you jump on him and he rockets you away. The thing that I don't understand is how he rockets you into tentacles or tendrils. But the tentacles which yeah, represent your own brain, tendrils. though, maybe. The tentacles maybe represent maybe? your own brain. I don't know that that's, I don't know. Well, what, that's what they, that's just there. That's what they, right, they right, say. Right, they, right, yeah. right, right, right. But it, even if that's the case, then that means, you know, listen to yourself, right? You're, the, the you dude in the dream, your subconscious is like, come aboard, bro. Let's go deal with ourselves. And yeah, this is just me and my mod hanging out in real life, doing yeah. what they, doing what mods do in real life, helping us. That could be it. Yeah, it's a lesson any content creator should internalize. <laughs> Let your mods <laughs> rocket you to greatness. <laughs> All right, uh, this next one is going to be for Alex to read, actually, um, because of uh, he he specifically envisioned it's in your voice, Alex, when he was writing this out. So I love that I'm able to inspire people. In such a way, if you ever want me to rub my essence on your writing, please continue to request, Oof. Mm. Uh, you know, you think we could bottle your essence and sell it? I don't think that's possible. But if you, if we ever were able to, we would do it on patreon.com slash Illuminati pod. <laughs> this episode, this one is called aliens almost abducted me by blazar double zero greeting. Greeting, everyone. Last night, <laughs> really one greeting. greeting. This is it. You're getting it now. Greeting. Last night, I had a truly terrifying experience, and I wanted to post it here as this place became the first place in my head after the experience. I don't know what that means, but it sounds very holistic. <laughs> the team is free to use this on the podcast if they wish to do so, but honestly, I think it's rather lackluster. Sounds good. All right, I we'll just pack it up then. We'll just yeah, no, this, uh, <laughs> pack it up. We're done. I disagree. <laughs> I thought this was actually a great story. Continue. When I read this back, I hear this in Alex's voice for some reason, and now it's because he's reading it. First, I will say that I am strictly a Jesse when it comes to all things conspiracy. Yo, yeah, you can't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have already learned anybody who says they're a Jesse 
also believe in everything yeah. for some reason. <laughs> I'm super skeptical, but definitely I was contacted by a Final <laughs> Fantasy boss. Uh, first, I will say I'm strictly a Jesse when it comes to all things conspiracy. However, I do like to fantasize with the crazy stories in the pod, I think, like I think everyone else does. Now on to my experience. It sounds like you're an Alex. At around 5.30 this morning, I was awoken to a very loud sound ringing in my ears. I was sleeping on my right side facing the wall of my bedroom. The noise was a low octave and a slower version of Kill Bill Ironside siren sound. <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> and I want to specify that I have not watched this movie in over three years. I was in shock to say the least. Then to my surprise, I was unable to move from my side and look behind me. I was completely paralyzed in my position, but my eyes were completely open, seeing my bedside table and walls that surrounded me. To say the least, I was spooked as to what was going on. Next, I saw from the wall I was facing a faint green beam of light shot across the wall and started to slowly lower along the wall. When the light disappeared behind me, I felt a strange heat and pressure as it continued to glide across my backside. Very tit titillating choice of words. My heart was racing. Is it Alex? My heart was racing and I was more than a little... I was more than a little more than freaked out at this point. My heart Extreme. was racing and I was more than a little more than freaked out at this point. He was like triply freaked he was out like than normal. More than a little more. Yeah. <laughs> Not he, a lot. However much you're thinking of, it's a little more than that and then more than that. And then double. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, after a moment, I felt myself being wrapped by what felt like a person larger than me. I was being spooned by an alien. I didn't know I, like, I don't know think. how we jumped to that, though. I don't know how we went from I'm being wrapped by somebody. It's an alien. Maybe the beam of light itself congealed into an alien form. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I didn't yep, know what I else you. to think. I was completely immobile, still being caressed very sensually by my capture. Yo. I was captor. I was scared and tried to scream in some way. Yet in a flash, I was finally able to move. The noise stopped and I was scared to turn over at first, but I managed to flip over onto my other side and see that nothing was there. I was in sleep paralysis. I was truly in shock at the realization. This was the second time I've experienced something like this. Last time was many years ago, however, and instead of aliens, I thought my roommate came back drunk and had mistakenly took my bed for his and was sleeping on top of me in a drunken stupor. Much less sexy to me and much more sexy for someone else. I have heard that some people think that demons try to possess them in sleep paralysis, but I have never heard of alien objections being attributed to it. Well, you should look out there a little bit more because let me tell you, <laughs> it's, it's out there. I can now fully see why someone who doesn't know any better or wants to believe could believe this experience wasn't genuine alien abduction attempt. Hell, for a brief 60 seconds, I was convinced I was being abducted by aliens. And I'm going to add as the editorial voice reading this and more. Anyway, that's all. That's all happened this morning. And I instantly thought of the podcast. So I thought I would share in the future. I will need to do a write up on some funny dreams for Jesse to read. My favorite is the time where I managed to beat LeBron James one on one basketball using tennis skills of which I have none. Very strange. <laughs> Very strange. I pause it. Perhaps you were abducted by aliens. Those who typically are abducted by aliens experience some sort of missing gap of time. No they don't better cover story than a biological thing that happens to all humans very regularly. No better no, cover story. Or, or it was actually aliens and you got abducted. It's possible. Yeah. If you get abducted again, let us know. Ask him. Ask him if it's real. Then 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 maybe <laughs> yeah, as you're being wrapped gently. Or you from know what? Behind. I would do this real? me. If it was me, I would start like kind of giving it back to the alien if I could. <laughs> Scooting your ass back into yeah, it. Yeah, if, like, if <laughs> aliens spooned me, I'm like going to let that alien spoon the shit out of me. 
I was gonna say, yeah, I'd be, I'd, I'd be into it. I'd, I'd snuggle in. I didn't I'd say be I like, would thank- be like into it from my heart. Like I'm not doing it to for my own pleasure, but that it seems like what you're saying. That's the, that is what that honestly that is what I'm saying because like at that point, <laughs> what are you really gonna do? You might as well enjoy it if you can. I hate and to bring finally, up my dream Smith is coming true twice in one podcast for the same reason, but there it is again. <laughs> All right, on to the next one, simply titled. A sprinkling of ghosts by P. Wookie from Reddit. Not fully Wookie, so just P. Wookie. P. Wookie, but not, P-Wookie. not full just, Wookie. Just not, yeah, yeah. Not, not what full about Wookie. P.W. Wookie. P.W. Wookie sounds like somebody who <laughs> like founded a railroad to that candy town from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm P.W. Wookie, and this P-W-Ookie's is P.W. Wookie's Wubulous Fubulous Taffy Railroad. <laughs> as it rots it's as you continue rot, riding it. Yeah. The finest website. So we say P.W. Ookie's arch nemesis is the man who rockets him away. Like he comes in yeah. and saves people yeah. from his railroad. It's P.W. Yes. Ookie and uh, Steel from the movie Steel. Which <laughs> Steel. Right. <coughs> okay. Perfect. All right. Yep. So. So I have come to visit my brother for Christmas and we got onto the topic of ghosts with my brother saying that he firmly believes in ghosts. He then went on to describe some of his experiences he's had with ghosts. Oh my and God, I just wait, wanted to, sh- I just realized something. Uh huh. I'm thinking of two movies mixed together. It's not steel. It's star kid. As you were star kid. I think I've seen that movie. Hang on. I need to just Google the poster before we continue. Star Kid. Did I, I see? The, I feel like I, I have a memory. Yes, you, I have seen this movie. I have seen sorry, this movie. Sorry, I just couldn't let that oversight happen. Right? No, you made, you made the right call. Clearly, yeah. I had to step wow. out. Yeah. Wow, this is like some weird nostalgia. Okay. Steel anyway, and Star I think I Kid. The characters kind of look similar. The, the yeah, they've got that metallic yeah, over so like overload. Mix them yeah. together in my head. Okay. Anyway, continuing. Obviously, these are not my own experiences. This is just me retelling what my brother told me. So I apologize if I remember, misremember anything. Don't worry. I'm going to examine your memory after and I will see if you misremembered anything. Damn. So ominous. Wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Just just understand that. And I'll see if you misremembered anything. My God. The story is the girl in white. My brother used to live in a house that was shared accommodation with a lot of people from his work. This house in particular had a lot of ghost stories that were told about it. One in particular was about a girl in white who could be seen in the house, which I feel is very common for like female ghosts. They're always like in white, the woman in white. That's like some cowboy shit. That's some La Llorona is also like dressed in white all the time. 1800s ghost shit. That's like like the old school. Why is that? Why are they always in white? It's probably like they were wearing red. Like, give me a little something. Give me a little spice. If I had to guess, like if you look at culture, of like stuff like this, like the stuff that borders on comic books from like back in the day, it's all just people telling the same story over and over again. And like, just not having the internet to realize they're all talking about the same thing. Like (laughs) there's like the woman in white and it, I I don't even know what story it is. I'm just guessing that there is probably one specific short story that was in like a newspaper or in like a short story collection by some author who's not famous anymore who or is only famous to people who know how to read, which is, you know, on a disturbingly small amount of people around here these days. But like the there's probably some story of some sea captain's wife that like looked out for her husband every day type of thing. And, And she wore white. I bet you I bet you might even go back to like 
the 1500s or the 1400s because I know there's some like castles and shit with the woman in white too. So maybe it's maybe it's some old ass story, but I bet you it's one specific origin. What have we learned by that? What if we learned it's Benjamin Franklin once again, just trolling somebody? I would and that's buy just that how too. It became. I yeah, would. I would too. That dude's a fucking <laughs> bastard. <laughs> he's a, he's a one chan member, dude. Sometimes people. Are, okay, so he's the only one guy on the chan. Yeah, yeah. He was the only chan member. He was a uh, he was f- uh, for, forefathers chan. <laughs> for, 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 for. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's a good one. That's we'll they call me. They that. call me uh, the quick one. Yeah, that's the pinnacle of that bit. We have to move on. Yeah. Sometimes people outside the house would see her in the window. There were two windows at the front, one on the ground floor, one in the same position on the floor above, and the girl would be seen in one of the windows, always in the exact same position, but in a different window each time. This so is she's just, like this alternating is just an NES shooting gallery is what this is. <laughs> yeah, ding, 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 yeah. ding, yep, the light gun. One time my brother was in with some of the other people living there. They had a friend round who, who had never heard the stories before. She went upstairs to go to the bathroom, and after she had gone upstairs, they heard a blood-curdling scream. Everyone assumed there must have been a spider or something, but when she came into the room, her face was white, and when asked what was wrong, she told them that there was a little girl at the top of the stairs. Hate that, that. would be the... Hate dude, that. fuck that. No. You, you go... Oh. Nope. No, thank you. For some reason in the moment, my brother got straight up and rushed to the stairs only after getting up, realizing what the situation was and that he didn't particularly want to fuck with a ghost. Oh, man, I was on this brother's side for a hot minute. I was ready. Like, go, bro, let's do this. Lucky for you, Jesse. uh, He didn't really want to fuck with the ghost, but he had already got up. So he went to the stairs. He did it. He got up. Yeah, he got up and he went when he got there. He couldn't see anything. So he started coming back down and on his friend uh, and one of his friends was at the bottom looking up and my brother saw her eye move slightly looking behind him. He tried to slightly look behind but couldn't see anything. However, he did feel an awful feeling go through him from his right shoulder down through his body. He said he shivered and showed signs of discomfort. So his friend asked what was wrong and my brother explained that the feeling he had and the friend said that's because she just walked through you. Yikes. No one particularly wanted to be in the house after that by themselves. So that's it. That's the 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 girl in the white dress. Uh, the scariest part of that is just that girl going around the corner and seeing it at the top of the stairs. Like, no contact whatsoever. I feel like if I saw a ghost in my house, like, I have this fear constantly. I'm in my living room and, like, to give you an idea, I have a very tall ceiling in my living room and I have the stairwell that leads up the stairs where my office is. And I can look up and I can see where the, the stairs end and I can see the railing leading into what is just kind of like a loft area. And yeah. I'm terrified every single night that I'm going to look up there and I'm going to see like just eyes peering over the ledge and just like little fingers of like this ghost girl or something. I'd be my worst nightmare. I would scream at the top of my lungs. And unlike Jesse, I'd probably bolt. I would run as fast as I could. It's the mind game that's really the scariest, right? It's like just the idea of being in like your childhood parents hallway and all of a sudden there's something there that's not supposed to be there. The 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 movie stuff doesn't scare me as much. If I was in my home and I saw fingers, I would be a little frightened. I wouldn't think ghost. I'd be like, there is a little girl in my home and she's crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't be (laughs) like. So if. So your reaction, if you had turned like a corner in your apartment or whatever, and in the end of the hallway, there was just this little girl standing there. You wouldn't get scared. You'd be like, come here, little girl. Just start like no, running no, no, at no, no. her. Like, I know exactly what would happen. I, at first, I'd be shocked. 
Yeah, right? uh, yeah. And then, probably be a few moments of silence and confusion. Uh, yeah, and I'd be like, what? And then I would be like, uh, are you are you lost, little girl? Like, I wouldn't know. You know, I'd be more concerned about me being a grown ass man with a little girl in my home that I don't know. <laughs> are you kidding? I wouldn't be like ghost. I'd be like, I ain't going to jail for no little kid. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. I'd be like, you need to go what out into the hall. What about you? I will meet you kid. out in the hall and we will have a conversation <laughs> there. And then she disappears, and then what? Then she was. Then you realize oh, she was a I'd ghost. Be like, Problem solved. Lock my would door. You, <laughs> go back to bed. Would you go to jail in place of a little kid? No, I'm not going to jail at all for that no one. That kid knows yeah. what he did. <laughs> I'm not going to jail for anybody. Are you kidding me? No, thank you. I would not thrive in prison. I'm gonna let you know now. No, I don't think any of us three are made for prison life. You Let's just speak, for speak for yourself. <laughs> Yeah, Alex would just come out, be like running that joint. Everybody would. would be like, "I got a I laptop would. issued to me when I was in high school. I can do anything." You don't. You don't want me attached to your crew. I would rat everyone else out so quick. I'd be like, "Look, officer, they robbed everyone, and I was just brought along. I didn't want to be there." I, what do you need me to say? I'll rat them all out. Oh yeah, I'm not no. going to prison. No, there is no way I could make it in jail. I am too. I am too privileged. I, I'm too cute. There's, there's no, I, I can't I don't, do this. I'm not made for that world. No, I would. I'd be. I'd be. The biggest man would find me very quickly, and I would be it for me. And yeah, then but I would, here's uh, the thing. I think you would like. You'd be happy. You'd, you'd be happy. <laughs> I would be. I would be happy. It's a roll, it's it's a roll you know. of the dice. Yeah, for. I imagine you're there for life. For <laughs> uh, you know some devil cult shit, and uh, you'd be happy. All I'm saying is. Better married in prison than not married out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Uh, I better not be doing devil shit unless I'm getting powers at the end of it. Guaranteed. Well, of course, Guaranteed. you're trying Who to get the you? powers. Well, as I'm saying, I can't fail but then again. You get arrested. Doing- Here's the and thing. then you go to prison and then, you know, we continue the podcast without you. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. becomes a podcast oh, okay. where we just read facts. <laughs> you could spin off podcast into like a true crime. Just type read the encyclopedia, one book, one letter at a time. Here's another thing that's totally true. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another not up for Somewhere debate. Fact. In the distance, I'm screaming, losing my mind. Yeah. All right, we got a couple more little ghosts from the story. The second ghost, or the second story, is called the Chapel Poltergeist. My brother used to work at Horcross Hall, which is a 19th century country. Hall? Poor Crux Hall, uh, that's where he who should not be named could oh split God, his soul the in the seven pieces. You shouldn't call it Horcrux Hall. That's a bad first step <laughs> to hiding your Horcruxes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got to hide in plain sight, man. It's the least, you know, the most obvious places that people will check last. Uh, it's a 19th century country mansion, which is now used as a spa and hotel. The old chapel building was used as a games room, but quite frequently they would find that in the morning, all the tables had been flipped over and game pieces thrown all over the room. So it just became a, what, like a Friday night game, like a Friday night game night at like Magic the Gathering and somebody just got really pissed. The employees just assumed that it was the guests, but it happened too much. And eventually they stopped using it as a games room. At some point, it started being used by some of the staff as a storage room. And at one point, a member's party was going uh, was going to happen. And so my brother and a mate went into the chapel to get some things. While in there, a box randomly hits my brother in the back of the head. When he turns around, expecting to see his mate, he sees that his friend is to, is to his side and there is no one behind them. What kind of box the are we talking about is the question. 
That's a good, yeah. I, if it's like a small box, big box, how heavy was it? Could have been poorly balanced. The two of them then noticed that all of the boxes on the shelves start falling off. So they quickly hurried out. People seem to believe that it is the ghost of a teenage boy, either annoyed with people being in there or just being mischievous. That's a simple one. I, I feel like once the, all the boxes started falling, I would be also really annoyed and just leave. I don't know if I'd necessarily think it was a ghost or maybe just like a side effect of poorly stacked boxes. I don't. Yeah, I don't really know what the scenario is here, but it sounds creepy. Like I can picture this in like a movie happening and it being. Yeah, scary. yeah. it's like the start of a spooky haunting movie. Yeah. It's the first poltergeist. Or the Ghostbusters, to be honest. Oh, yeah. You know what? Fair, fair. All right. And the last story this user posts is called The Passing Old Man. At my grandparents' farm, my brother saw an old man walk past the front window. Not a ghostly figure, just a uh, a real and looking, a real old, I imagine, looking, a real looking old man. Like real looking, yeah. like he's not real a looking old he's not man. A theory. I think the N is accidental. He's not ghostly, he's real looking. <laughs> he's real looking. So we called out to my granddad, telling him that some old guy had just walked past. So my granddad went out the door. The main entrance for the house was at the back of the house. And so you would walk past the front window and all the way around to enter. To go around and see who it was. But when he came back to me, uh, when he came, but when he came back, he told my brother that no one was there. This happened a few more times to the point where my granddad said my brother must be either making things up or seeing things. My brother stopped saying when he saw the old man and no one else could see him and he didn't seem to actually be there. Well, a couple months later, my aunt was at the farm and my brother saw the old man, but didn't say anything. Instead, my aunt, who knew nothing about this, said, there's an old man who's just walked past. If you go out, you should catch him. My granddad responded with, not you too. You're both mad. My aunt was very confused, and my brother was just glad that someone else could see the old man. The stranger part was that, the grand, was that my granddad was also looking toward the window at the time, but didn't see anything. That is all of my stories that my brother told me, enough details about. He seems to have had a lot of paranormal experiences. He even seems to have experienced possible UFO sightings. Anyway, to anyone who has read these, I hope you enjoy them. I don't know if I did them any justice in this or if they are even that interesting. But hearing my brother talk about all these firsthand experiences really sent a chill through me. That one kind of reminds me of Majora's Mask or something, doesn't it? uh, The old man always walking by. Yeah. Just like. Yeah, a little bit. Just repeating the day over and over. I don't know. Wait, so did the brother see the second time? He said that uh, the brother would see it. He would just stop mentioning it. Yeah. He said that the brother saw it, and but he didn't say anything. And then the aunt said something. So he, you know, he stopped way, saying he it because it. he was tired of not being believed. And then sure, 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 sure. Yeah. I just didn't know because it specifically mentioned that the grandfather didn't see it while looking out the window. And I wonder if the brother saw it <laughs> that time as well. When it comes to ghost stories, again, these are kind of like my favorite because they're just just weird little things that seem like there's nothing malevolent or anything super cliche spooky about them. Just weird little events that some, you know, you can't really explain the more. The less it resembles any sort of like horror movie setup and payoff for me, the yeah. better, to be honest with you. I, yeah, I 100 uh, percent agree. And uh, on that, why don't we wrap this with one last dream for Jesse and we'll call this an episode. Ooh. Love it. This is simply titled My Messed Up Dream. Oh, man. I want to preface. This is a great way to start this. I want to preface that my boyfriend is a very nice and not violent person in this way. Okay. (laughs) So Uh, So the dream starts at my work, a nuclear power plant. In the dream, one side is like a flea market and the other side is like cabins and stuff. 
My family, boyfriend, and I had gone to the flea market and bought some stuff, but I don't think that is relevant. Him and I had rented a cabin, and I was alone in the cabin on the bed. The door was on the opposite wall of the bed, and it was a one-room cabin. My BF owns a cabin in the woods IRL, but doesn't see, but this doesn't resemble that one. He came into the cabin with a huge smile on his face, and he said, uh, and he said, hi. I said, hello, dearest. He came closer and said, I want to show you something. I sit up and showed my interest. He got to the bed, didn't sit down, but said, look what I got from the flea market. He then pulls out a Bowie knife. It's mid-sized and rugged. I'm kind of disappointed, but I don't show it. I tell him it's cool, and he's like, look how sharp it is, and proceeds to raise his other hand and slice it in half. The top half of his hand falls to the floor, and I'm frozen. What the fuck, Joe? Why did you do that? His smile ends up disappearing, and he remains a casual straight face and tells me he wants to kill me, and then I need to calm down. <laughs> like that, It's like, I just want to kill you. Calm down. Dude, relax. No I just want to kill you, man. I just want to kill you. It'll be quick. I'm hugging the wall at this point, and he lunges at me. He sliced into my thigh and left an oozing laceration. I kick at him unsuccessfully and he keeps grabbing me, telling me he just needs to kill me very nonchalantly. He gets on top of me and I struggle with the knife. He receives a small gash on his brow and I push him off. He hits the ground and seems exhausted. He's sitting upright, head tilted up and swings the knife again to cut his foot in half. Then again to the other. He reiterates the fact I won't understand the quality and sharpness of this knife if I don't get killed with it. I am sobbing, shaking, attempting to leave, and he grabs my foot and slices my Achilles heel, making me fall. I look at him. He is gray except on his wounds, and he looks defeated like he has lost a substantial amount of blood. I get to the door, and I feel my hand on my foot and wake up. When I woke up, I felt so nauseous and horrible like I just found out he had been trying to kill me the whole time we had been together. I don't know what it means. It was just extremely vivid. TLDR, dream where my boyfriend of two years casually tries to kill me with a sharp knife. Jeez. So, Jesse, on that horrifying dream, what do you pick up? Reminds me of that movie with Nicolas Cage with the parents. I have no idea. I haven't seen it. I, <clears throat> I am curious about the beginning more than the end. The last bit about the boyfriend. The boyfriend's just a proxy. It's a figure close to your life. It's just like, whatever. It could be anyone, but the boyfriend's there because of the beginning, which I think is interesting. But the last bit of just being like stabbed in a dream, like that could be anything from, you know, like I ate a bad meal and my <laughs> stomach hurts to like actual, you know, like I actual pain. Or it could be like <clears throat> something about your boyfriend is getting under your skin, wink, wink, like that kind of thing. Or there is something about like a gift or something, uh, uh, something your boyfriend views as being um, very like, oh, this is I'm I'm this is a good thing. And you're like, I don't know. If that's really a good thing. Like that's the but the beginning, I think, is interesting that a power plant that's it, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a power plant divided in two. Yeah. And one is a flea market and one is the cabins and you live in the cabins like dying light too a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. And, but it's interesting cause it's like where your work and your life have intersected. That scenario is, Ooh. it is the place where you live, the place where you work and the, and place, the place where you where shop by old DVDs. Yeah. And it's yeah. all in one. And I think that's far more interesting. And I'm not sure I know exactly what that means, but I think the idea that everything is happening under one roof 
And everything that's happening involves your boyfriend and it involves the relationship that you have with your boyfriend and your boyfriend's like, why don't you understand me? And you're like, cause what you're doing stupid. And I feel like there's like, you know, something there to dig into. Uh, it's fascinating. I'm not sure what's going on in your life to make you have a dream like this, but I would think, uh, step one is to like, take a look at what's going on with you and your boyfriend or you and your job or your work life balance. Cause it mm. seems like maybe it could easily be like I, we're at work. We're at home. My boyfriend's trying to show me something. And I think that I don't want it like that kind of stuff. Who knows? Thank you. Dr. Cox for Pretty another insight. Scary. Pretty scary little. Yeah. Story. Yeah. That's a spooky ass story. I didn't like, like when he, he said he was gray either. That, that, I didn't yeah. Like just that. from like loss of blood. Yeah. 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 It's, it's awful. Well, that's it for our stories today, everybody. We'll be back <clears throat> next week with the beginnings of the John Wayne Gacy series. I'm very excited oh, to dive no. into this. 2022 is the year of true crime for my stuff. I'm very excited to do a lot of true I'm crime stuff this year. I'm going to tell you a spoiler for 2022 for Alex is it is not going to be about <laughs> true crime stuff. But JFK is kind of true crimey, is it not? Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how okay. true we'll see how true it is we'll see we're, we're going we're going comprehensive happening we're going comprehensive wow. on the jfk theories this year folks i'm excited i'm very excited some about of the them JFK more true stuff. crime than others let's put it that way oh i don't doubt that yeah i don't doubt that at all but uh we'll be back with some actual true crime next week thank you guys so much for all your love and support we uh we appreciate you and we'll see you next time goodbye bye anyway me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night enjoying ourselves I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out here! So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky.